When a person struggles to find a deep sense of purpose, they usually distract themselves with pleasure. Let me tell you a story. So there was a man who had just gotten engaged and it seemed as if everything was going right for him, right? He had a beautiful fiance, a job he enjoyed and two beautiful little girls. Well, he and his fiance were house hunting with the goal of buying a house together for when they got married. So his life was definitely headed in the right direction. His occupation at that time was a delivery truck driver. So one day he's out delivering and he was on his final stop of the day when all of a sudden he gets a notification. Bing. He opens the phone and it's a link that his fiance has sent him of a house that they were actually going to view that afternoon once he got off work. So being excited, he looks at his phone and he clicks on the link and starts scrolling through the pictures when all of a sudden his truck slams into the car in front of him and carries it a few hundred feet. And in that moment or those few moments, his entire life changed. So he gets out of the truck to check on the person in the vehicle, but it was too late. Two lives were lost and many more were affected. He and his fiance would never view that home. He wouldn't be able to go home that night to his girls and kiss them on their foreheads before they went to sleep. His life had changed, and so did the person in the car that he hit. See, he was also married. He was supposed to walk his stepdaughter down the aisle in a few weeks. He and his wife were actually preparing for a long vacation. He was a pillar in his community. So two lives were changed, and it only took eight seconds. Eight seconds from the time that he clicked on the link until the accident. What's distracting you? You see, that story could happen to any one of us. How many times have we been distracted by our phones while driving? And that's just one thing. But think about your life for a second. How many things can you name right now that you feel are distracting you? See, we want things so bad. We set these goals and we want them so bad, yet we can't seem to quite get there. And last week we talked about getting back on course, but how do we get off course in the first place? And then more importantly, what can we do about it? You see, distractions, the definition, the true definition that I love is anything that prevents someone from giving their full attention to something or someone else of importance. So I want us to get real with each other today. Can we get real with each other today? Remember, everything that I say, though, is out of love, but I want us to be honest with ourselves. Think about how distracted we are in today's world. It's a socially driven world, right? And we feel as if we will miss out if we're not connected. But who are we really connected to, right? And what if the things that we don't want to miss out on are the very things that we actually miss out on? We want to know what's going on with everyone else's life while ours is in shambles. We want to know what's happening in other relationships and marvel at them while we're on the verge of breaking up or divorce. We laugh at other people's videos for hours just to cry ourselves to sleep. You see, we get to see the false reality of everyone else's life and we miss out on the reality of our own. We can't even watch a movie with our loved ones anymore without checking our phones. We're addicted to a drug of our own choosing, but because everyone is doing it, we really don't see it as harmful, at least in front of other people. But how many of us secretly or to our close friends and family say things like, hey, I need to take a break from 
the TV or I need to take a break from the phone or social media because deep down inside we're drowning. And we know that by disconnecting, we can get things back in order. But in order to even do that, we must have discipline, right? Something that we hear about a lot, but we really don't enforce on ourselves. So think about in that story that I told, what if he had disciplined himself to not answer the text messages, right? How would his life have turned out? When it comes to the lack of self-discipline, what areas can you identify right now that's hurting your future because you lack the discipline to control yourself? The greatest definition I think I've ever heard for self-discipline is it is a self-imposed standard for the sake of a higher goal. And I want to say that again. Discipline, self-discipline is a self-imposed standard for the sake of a higher goal. I talk about purpose and vision and gifts and why you're here because to me, they are the key. Because I feel like when you have a purpose and vision in life, right, things become simple because it creates discipline. I remember when my beautiful wife, hey, cutie, (laughs) my bad, y'all, but, you know, she's... She's fine. It's my girl. But when my beautiful wife had my daughter, she gained a lot of weight, right? And got up to, I think, 250 pounds. And I remember a few weeks afterwards, we were doing a small workout and she stopped and she started to cry because she knew that was not her. And she was in uncharted territory. And I remember her saying that day that she wanted to get down to 150 pounds and she saw it. She saw herself getting down there, right? She could see herself getting there. And that vision created a discipline her, a discipline in her that was amazing, right? People were asking her what her secret was. And really, when she's telling people, you know, what she did, they realize it's not a secret at all because her secret was, you know, she stuck to eating very healthy, right? She disciplined herself to eat really just mainly fish, fruit, and veggies. You know, she didn't really go out and have uh, cheat meals, right? She was waking up in the morning and working out and, you know, just really wanted to be a better version of herself for herself and for me and for our daughter, right? So if there is a secret to her success or to anybody's success, it's self-control. And that's why I love talking about discipline, Right. Because I remember my life before I was disciplined. (laughs) And once I started down that road of discipline and, you know, I look back, I just see how different things are. And it gives you an understanding of why discipline is important. So discipline does a couple of things. Right. Discipline demands diligence. So it forces you to be intentional on life. Right. It forces that on us. But, you know. We wear that when, but just, just, just be aware of something that when you're on this journey of discipline, right? uh, Temptations and distractions, they're going to come and they're going to come to test you to see if you're ready. You see, because for any destination that we have to get to, we have to be tested because we have to be qualified, right? So I didn't understand this until like, y'all know, I started reading the Bible. Y'all know, I think the Bible is dope. Right. Because it gave me all the answers that I needed. I was in a time where I didn't have any answers and I'm just reading. I'm like, wow, I'm starting to understand things. And 
you know, in the Bible, you know, I see so many different areas of discipline and lack thereof, right? In the Bible, you you see of two guys, you know, Joseph and, and Samson, right? Uh, both of them were tempted. Both of them, you know, distractions came, temptation came, and one ran away, right? One was a slave and became a prince, while the other was the strongest man ever and died blind, right? So temptation though, is not necessarily a bad thing. And when we are disciplined, we can see it for what it is. So a lot of people look at temptation like, oh, temptations are bad. No, no, no. Like, I look at it differently now. Like, they're, they're meant to be there, right? But you don't even notice sometimes that these are temptations or you don't really notice what they're for until you really start down that journey or down that path. And then if you do it correctly, right, then you start to look out for these different things because they will come. But it's not, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's, it's, it's meant to come. It's, it's supposed to kind of test you. And I didn't understand these things. You know, I'm, I'm still grasping them, but I really didn't understand these things before I read the Bible. And I remember reading and I read that, you know, I was reading, the, I was reading about Jesus and I, was, and I read that it said that he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, wait, what? I never heard that before. So I had to go back and read again. And it said that Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the Holy Spirit. And then I I realized that even Jesus had to go through what we go through before he could complete his journey. Right. And the Bible says that he was tempted and yet without sin. So Jesus had to go through a wilderness before he could start. Now, I also learned in the Bible that, you know, our wilderness will last (laughs) for as long as we choose. So it can be, you know, 40 days like Jesus or 40 years like the Israelites. Right. But our wilderness, that that time of temptation, that time of distraction, we're still in control. It will only last as long as we choose for it to last. Right. I remember being distracted, you know, by things that I'll get to in later podcasts. And, you know, it took time off of my life until finally, like I've told y'all before in previous podcasts, I finally surrendered everything to Christ. I was like, all right, God, I can't do this. (laughs) You know, I cannot do this by myself. But I think about all that time that I missed, right? All that time that I missed being distracted, all all of that time that that I missed being in my own wilderness when it didn't have to last that long. There was always a way out. I just chose not to take that way out, you know, and but but once I surrendered and that discipline was created, you know, things changed. And I started to understand a lot of different things about discipline, like discipline, discipline creates trust. Right. Think about it. We we trust disciplined people. My wife trusts me. And since we've been married, not one woman and I promise you all this, not one woman can say that I have even made them think that it was possible to have any type of relationship with me because, you know, that's how I carry myself. And my wife sees my discipline in action. But, you know, I also realize that discipline is one of the fruits of the spirit. And because she knows that Christ is the head of my life, then she knows she has nothing to worry about. And really, it's the same for me. Right. I know that because Christ is the head of Amy's life. I also have nothing to worry about. You know, love, believe it or not, love does not keep us from cheating on each other, right? 
Love doesn't keep you from cheating on your spouse. People cheat and hurt those they love all the time, right? People get divorced from their spouses and they still love them. But love alone won't keep you from doing that. And that's what me and Amy realize. And when I, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect when I'm talking to different people or different couples. And I'm telling them the reason why I don't cheat on Amy is because of Christ. Sometimes they have a hard time kind of understanding that, right? Well, what does that mean? Well, I, I know that I'm only human. And I have to look to someone as an example for me. And Christ gave me that example. So because I look to Christ to lead me and it helps me lead myself and also be able to show an example to my family, to my wife, to my daughter, to my son. Right. But I know that for me, that's what gives me the discipline that I need, because if I didn't have Christ, I, I, I didn't have Christ for a while. And I saw how undisciplined I was. Right. <clears throat> so that I mean, that's just that's just us. That's just us. For Amy and myself, it's Christ that gives us that self-control to stay focused on our marital destiny. And something funny about destiny is that destiny dictates your discipline. So my marriage is that higher goal. My marriage is Amy's higher goal, right? And Amy is my family. See, people get into marriage thinking that family consists of you, your spouse, and the kids. But again, after reading the Bible, I realized that the kids are secondary, Now, the kids will benefit from the love that they see from the parents. But remember, they leave. That's why they're an extension. That's why they're an extension, because the kids are going to actually leave. Right. So I have to pour everything that I have into Amy. Amy has to pour everything that she has into me because sooner or later, our kids are going to leave. And I'm going to really dig deep into that in another episode when I talk about the purpose of relationship with the marriage. But, you know. When it comes to discipline, I just want everyone to remember this. No person will ever climb beyond the limitations of their own discipline. No one. No one. We've tried. We, I tried. You know, I, when, when I really didn't look at discipline. Now, I, I always knew that I needed discipline. But for a long time, you know, I set my own limits. You know, I, I, I wanted to be so disciplined in certain areas and undisciplined in the others, right? So I set limits for myself. And, you know, I would always get depressed and wonder, man, how come I'm still stuck in this area right here, right? Because I didn't want to push that. I didn't want to be as disciplined as I should, right? I still wanted everything. I wanted to be able to do multiple things and, and you know, create that success, right? However, Success and failure are both predictable. So you show me a person who's undisciplined and I'm going to show you a person that's going to fail. You show me a person that's disciplined. I'm going to show you a person that's going to succeed. Right. And that's why I'm harping on discipline today, because we all need it. I think that the the world is is really in danger because there's such a lack of self-control. There's such a lack of self-discipline. Just think about it. Think about it. You know, I I run across kids all the time. You know, I talk to kids all the time who are struggling to have self-discipline and self-control for a couple of reasons, right? One is because they don't see it at home. And see, that's why discipline is big for me. And discipline is big for my wife because our kids have to see that, right? 
I have a vision of what, you know, I want my daughter's life to be and what I want my son's life to be. Now, I didn't say who I want them to be because that's not up to me. Right. They have their gifts. Right. And God will give them their purpose. They have their own purpose and their vision will come. But when I talk about a vision of who I want them to be or, you know, what I see them, I mean, just based off of how they see me and their mother. Right. That's really what I'm talking about. The way that my son sees me is important. What is my son going to say about me when he's 18 and 19 years old? What is my daughter going to say about my wife when she's 18 and 19 years old? Right. And they're talking to someone um, away from us. What are they going to say about us? Right. Those things are important. They have to see these things. So it forces me, which is a good thing, it is, you know, it creates these expectations. Like I have, I want to be a certain way. One for myself. That's first things first. I have to be this way for myself in order for me to be this way for others. Right. But it's a great expectation to have, you know, to say, okay, you know what? I want to set this type of example. And my wife wants to set this type of example and our kids are going to see that. And then our kids hopefully will grow up and their expectations will be higher than ours. Right. So first, the kids aren't seeing it at home. What they're seeing is, you know, what I saw from my father, which was kind of um, do what I say and don't watch what I do. Right. Because when I watched what he did, it was. It contradicted everything that he said. So for us that ha- that has kids, we have to make sure that what we're telling them to do, we're also doing. <laughs> you know, what, what we are demanding of them, we demand from ourselves because they just want to see it. That's all I'm telling you. I, I talk to kids all the time. And what they tell me is they don't see it at home. You know, so now they don't know what to do because they... They're they're growing up and they're, you know, their parents are telling them to do one thing, but then their parents are doing the same thing that they're telling them not to do. Right. And then they live in a world where with technology, it's hard to be disciplined. It's hard to kind of stay in the moment. It's hard to stay in reality because there's always ways to escape. There's always ways to escape. So when so when they're working on, let's say they're working on homework and, I, and I've, I, I've dealt with this and they get overwhelmed, the first thing that they do is pick up their phone, right? That's the first thing that they do. They pick up their phone. They get on social media. They uh, text, they're texting their friends or, you know, they're on Netflix, right? Because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. But I know that we can change this. All of us together. Right. We cannot do life alone. All of us together can change this narrative. I know that we can, because if you look into the future, we can all see that it's not bright for for the next generation. And that's why we have to change things now. Right. But I always say, forget about doing it as a group. We have to look in the mirror. and say, okay, let me not blame anyone else. Like, what can I fix? What's distracting me? What are areas that I'm not disciplined in, right? And let me try to fix those. Let me try to create a plan. Let me, let me try to write things down. So if I know that I want to work out and I know that I need to get up early to work out, okay, well, what are some things that I need to do to discipline myself to get in bed? 
Or if the first thing I do in the morning is check my phone, right? What's something that I can replace? What's the discipline that I can instill there so I won't check my phone? Maybe it's having your clothes ready right beside your bed. Or maybe it's putting your phone outside of the room, right? So it's no longer a distraction, right? So that's so, so it's, it's, it's super important that we create this discipline for ourselves. You know, are you, are you tired of being undisciplined and distracted? If so, that's a good thing. Let's change that. So I'm, I'm challenging y'all. Let's, let's write down what distracts us the most. And on Monday, I challenge you to start your week off by taking a break from it. Or if you're ready to start tomorrow, even better. Like take an entire day away from what's causing you to miss out on what's important. Write down how you need to discipline yourself in this area. Remember in the story, it only took eight seconds to destroy a multitude of lives. So let's make sure that that doesn't happen to us, right? Listen, we need you to disconnect from what's distracting you to solve that problem that God placed you here to solve. So we're going to go on a journey and it's not going to be easy, but nothing worth having is. But I promise you two things. It'll be worth it and it'll be necessary. And only few things in life are necessary. You were placed in this generation right here to solve the problems that previous generations failed to solve. But we first must know three things. And y'all know where I'm going with this. Who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? I'm Apollos. I was born to help you find your gift Understand your purpose and create your vision to solve a problem that only you can solve. The question is, who are you? Thank you for listening and I hope to see you again next week.